0: It's May 12th, 2008, and this is The Candid Frame. Welcome to another episode of The Candid Frame today's guest is Toki a photographer who attended one of my own alma maters Los Angeles City College and what i like about toki's story is not just the quality of images that he's produced over the last several years but just the fact that he went to a program that is relatively small compared to some of the other photographic learning institutions that are out there and just really made the most of the resources and and the people that uh, that make up this program at, at Los Angeles City College. A lot of people when they think about learning photography at a city college think about you know taking one or two classes to get uh, better knowledge and a better grasp of what they can do with the cameras but Toki is a photographer who used it as a launching pad to make a career and it really speaks to the whole idea of really making the most of whatever circumstances you have and just squeezing everything out of it, and making the most out of it. You know, I, I, my life was transformed as a result of attending City College, and and I love hearing stories about other people who have done the same, and he is a shining example of that. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with Toki. Toki, welcome to the Candid Frame. It's a, it's a pleasure to have the chance to talk to you again.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm very, very excited about this. Thank you for having me.
0: Well, I was really excited when you reached out to me because uh, you're a—you uh, uh, learned photography at Los Angeles City College, where I attended way back when, and it's already ex- always exciting to see, you know, people come out of that program because it's one of those little-known gems in Los Angeles. Uh, it's one of the great places to to learn photography. But tell me how you got interested in photography. Did it begin when you started attending there, or did you have an interest even before then?
1: Um, I have to say that I probably, there were like clues, like during my childhood, that this is something that I was going to end up doing, but you know, like we never listen, and, um, to all those clues that life gives us. And, um, it was later on, like completely by accident. I was, um, at LACC, um, LA City College, I was studying the music program and, um, like on the side, just to make extra money, I would do some graphic design. And one of my teachers there knew that I uh, did graphic design, and he was like putting together a little CD of his music to like sell to his friends and like release online, and he said like, would you design a little like booklet for me, the uh, that goes on the CD, like something nice for the cover, and I was like, yeah, totally. And he was my teacher, and was like, no problem, I'll do it for you. And I said like, do you have any pictures that we can put there? And he was like. Uh, I don't have any, but, you know, I'll get you some. I'll get somebody to take them. And I just said, like, you know what, maybe I should just take them because as a graphic designer, I didn't like doing graphic design over photos that I didn't like. And, um, so I was just like, I'll just take them. And I, I have no idea where that came from. I didn't even have a camera. So later on, I was like, why did I say that? How am I going to take them? But I was like, I already said this, so now I just have to go ahead and do it. And I went and I bought, um... A camera, a little um, Canon um, Rebel, the the Rebel, the old Rebel, that the film camera, the 35 millimeter, and um, I bought it. I researched online a little bit about film. I found a lab, and I went out there. I took the photos, and they came out really, really good. And he was like, "Wow, these are really, really good. I can't believe you're not a photographer." And everybody who saw the photos kept talking about these photos. And just like the reaction to it, I was just like, maybe this is something I should look into it because like nobody has ever reacted to in this way to something that that I've done before. Mm -hmm. So that was my, how by complete accident I I started doing this.
0: Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And when you started getting into it, um, what were some of the things that sort of uh, really piqued your interest was there a particular sort of subject matter or was it just the whole process of photography that really kind of got you excited
1: um well I have to say that at the beginning on my beginning class and as you say like you know LA City College like the little gem that it is in the photo department the, the first class that you take there it was really like all encompassing you know like subject matter you know you would do the the landscape, the portrait, the different things, different techniques, so you could, like, get a little, like, overview of everything. And But at the very beginning, my, my love was just being inside the darkroom. Like, I could spend hours and hours there making the perfect print and printing over and over again, and I would print the, an entire roll, and I would make sure it was just perfect. So I just started with loving seeing the images come to life, whatever it was. And then... Um, probably like three months into it when I got my first portrait assignment and um, I still have that photo frame here in my apartment because I totally believe that I, this photo that I took that is the photo that made me a photographer and made me like a portrait photographer and after taking that photo um, it's just uh, I knew that my thing was portraits and I, I never had to question whether I was going to be like a, a travel photographer still life I just I just knew it from that moment on. So it was like a pretty quick discovery that I was, you know, that my thing was to photograph people.
0: You know, I I look at your work and I was really excited when I first saw it and I was really impressed that that you took that you made the most of the opportunity there. I think when most people think about taking a photo class at a community college, they're not thinking of 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 really professional work oftentimes they see it as a sort of a stopping point to learn some basic skills but you really it looks like you really ran with it and you you make you created a you've created a quality of work that I think rivals anything from any sort of major photographic institution or even you know professional work out there um this whole this whole idea of really um i guess raising the bar was it just something that, that that just came natural to you? Or, or was there some sort of competition happening between you and maybe some of the other students that sort of spurred you on?
1: Um, I have to say, like, and I love that you noticed that, but I I think it's something that I did intentional, um, not really with the other students that were there, although there were some really good students that, you know, like, you always were thinking, like, you know, what is so-and-so going to do, you know, like... Because for the critiques, you, you want to put out the good work for them. But... Um, I, I, like from the beginning, I knew that that, as awesome as um, LA City College photo department was, I didn't knew that we. I knew that we didn't have as much resources as probably other schools would have. So I always had in my mind the, the the consciousness that I have to do better. I have to try to reach beyond. I have to make the most of it. I have to take advantage of the equipment. I have to take advantage of the studios. I have to take advantage of the teachers and go talk to them after hours. Um, I have to read magazines. I have to, you know, go to um, conferences. Like, from the very beginning, as soon as I knew I wanted to be a photographer, I knew that I would probably have a better chance if I knew more, if I was just, like, you know, like really excellent. So I, I, I just, it just became a thing that wherever knowledge was, I would go and seek it. And certainly, like, you know, like, I could have not done it with everything from, from LACC, but it was a, to- a totally conscious thing on my part to just, like, make the most of every single thing, whether it was the darkroom usage, like like, you know, like, we were only allowed to use it for two hours every day, and I would just, like, trick, you know, any way I could to get, like, another two hours, you mm-hmm. know, like... And for the studios, you know, I would always, like, ask people that they were not using their time if I could find their name. So that would would get, like, six hours instead of three hours inside the studios. So um, it it was totally conscious that I knew that that to do excellent work, you know, it required, like, a lot of hard work. So it was totally intentional, and um, I'm I'm happy that, you know, like, it, it shows and people can tell that.
0: One of the, the stuff that I like about your work is just the way that you use lighting, which is really key for, for portraiture and, and, and fashion work. Where did you sort of learn how to not only just technically light in terms of putting you know a light here and a reflector there and, and all that, but in terms of the way that you see light, who were some of the influences that really helped you sort of shape that, that, that ability?
1: You know, as for influences, I have to say that, that my influence are probably like, you know, like all the current photographers that we see in magazines. And uh, although I did learn all, all the basic lighting techniques at school, um, one of the things that I, I wanted to do to learn was to learn from other photographers. So one of the things that I did probably on my second or, or, or third semester, I applied for internships with different editorial photographers who were doing the kind of work that, I wanted to be doing, and um, I have to say that most of my, my lighting was like seeing from these people. Um, you know, at school you generally learn to 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 light something. You know, with like a rim light and your main and your fill, that kind of thing, mm-hmm. and the basics that been there like for a long time. But going to these big photo shoots with other photographers, and I would get to see, you know, like they were using like ten lights or fifteen lights, and and just like that really opened my eyes that that you know the lighting possibilities are just endless and I just photographing different subjects under different conditions in studio, on location, at night, during the day, I just tried to record everything and and then I would experiment on my own. Now that I knew what the possibilities were, I just I wanted to make it my own. I never wanted to replicate what I saw other people were doing, but I just wanted to make it my own. But now that I knew how far we could go I was I felt like I had more liberty to experiment and find my own style and um, it's something that I always try to do especially with lighting and I, I love using strobes because it feels to me that, that you know like I can have the most control over the light with them and with all the light modifiers with adding as many and with regulating the power so I just that's why I really love and I, I really try to make my photos about the lighting to I I always think that my lighting and and my style of photos have like a little like alternate reality mm-hmm. thing to it, a little enhanced, but not too much that it would become like a fantasy thing. Just like something like, you know, I never see things this way. Kind of kind of emotion that I would like to, to evoke from people. So um, I, I I would say that I would say that.
0: How do you how do you sh- you know shape uh uh. uh a shot that you want to do because I know I notice that a lot of your shots are very sort of conceptual. Do you sit down, you know, with a basic idea and then sort of sketch it out? Sketch it out first in terms of lighting, or what's what's your what's your whole process for for shaping it even before you get you know everyone there to, to make the photographs?
1: Um, I definitely start first with with my concept. With with like I'm really like everything to have a place and um, I sometimes get, get a little help on that, you know, like I really can't do it all, so if it's like, whether like an art director or my assistant or my client, whoever it is, I, I like to start with a little like concept, a brainstorm kind of thing as like, you know, location-wise, like story-wise, I, I, it's very important to me that every shot have a story and um, so once I have that figured out then I think about how am I going to use the light to tell this story like, what would be the lighting circumstances in this story? And since I wanted to feel like little movies or or little snapshots from stories, you know, that that's why I always like to have that little, like, fake thing about it, but not going too far, not, you know, going too crazy with it. So th- then I always have my little, like, light uh, lighting diagram. I always do a diagram before um, so that especially, you know, like, I don't have, you know, a crew of, like, 20 people, you know, like, generally have one or two assistants, so uh, time is essential. So, you know, if I already mapped out where every light's going to go and, you know, this is going to have a grid, this is going to have an octabank, that kind of thing, Mm -hmm. uh, it just makes it much easier and and faster to have everything mapped out uh, a day or two in advance.
0: Tell me about the... the, I think it's the doll series or the, the sculpture series. I dunno what the kind of name you have. You have a series of images where it 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 where this where this man is creating these like life like figures. And you know, they're actually models, but it, it's made to seem as he's as if he is a sculpture or some sort of technician creating these these um this beautiful figure. Tell us about that, the whole idea about that and some of the challenges that you faced trying to create the series of images.
1: That it's my my favorite um, project I photograph. It's very close to my heart. Um, it's it's titled the Furniture Maker, and um, the idea came um, again. It, it's one of those things like I got into photography by accident. But one day I was walking with a friend um, down La Brea Avenue, and it, it had. At that moment, I knew I wanted to be a portrait photographer. I, I hadn't thought I wanted to photograph fashion. I, I hadn't crossed my mind yet, and. I was walking in front of the store, and I saw, like, just such a beautiful dress on on the store display. And I was just, like, I was taken by it. I had to stop, and I just stared at it. And I was like, that is just the most beautiful dress I've seen in my life. I've never paid attention to dresses, but it is just amazing. And I made a memory of it, and I memorized the name of, of the designer. I just wanted to see more of them. And I came home. I looked for him on the Internet, and his name is Ali Rahimi and I sent him a note, and I said, I just think your dresses are amazing. I just wanted to know that I think you're incredibly talented, and thank you for putting that out there for the world to see. And I forgot about it, and a few days later, he sent me a note saying, um, thank you for your note. That was just really nice of you. And uh, on, on the signature of my email, there was, like, the, the link to my website, and he saw it, and he said, I love your website. I would love to meet you. I think, like, you're really talented. Stop by the store whenever you can. And I went to the store, and he said, um, you know, like, we, we, we lend our gowns to, like, um, red carpets and fashion events, but never to photographers, but I just think your work is so good that if, if you wanted to photograph my dresses in, in some some idea you might have or something, I would, I would just love it. So just feel free to ask me if, if you would ever be interested in that. And it never occurred to me, but after that, I could not stop thinking about photographing, like, something, like, like I just wanted to blend his art with my art and I kept thinking of what can I do with this what can I do with this and it just became a thing like for a weeks that I would try a lot of ideas and um my best friend um this um he's a, a furniture designer and I just kept thinking of the idea that I just really like when, like mixing the, the energy of the people when you're working together um, just like it, it elevates the work if, if everybody's creative if everybody's into it if everybody just has like something bigger than than, than themselves putting it out there in in their art so i was just like i became obsessed with the idea of like mixing our energies in in, in some kind of work that would have like the the, the, the fashion art the, the furniture art and and the photo art together and that's when i it just like you know started brainstorming, started drawing, and um, just came up with the series. I, I pitched it to Brandon, who designs the furniture, and to Ali, who designs the dresses, and that's how it came about. And um, it, it, we did a, a first shoot with it just to, to really see where, where, how this would go, and that shot didn't work, but it gave me exactly the exact direction of where to go with everything else. And, and from that moment every shot was mapped out. I had this little notebook that I went everywhere with and every shot in the series was like, as, as you see it on my website or, or uh, in other forms that you can see it, it was the exact way it shows. It was the exact way I sketch it. Was just like, it really was important to me that it had a story, a beginning, a middle, and an end. And, um, and for and those who end, haven't
0: had a chance to see it yet, why don't you briefly explain what, what the series is?
1: Um, the series is the story of this, a furniture maker who not only does beautiful furniture, but he also creates what we are not sure as the viewer if they are dolls, if they are mannequins, if they are women. And um, it's part of his art not only to create like a beautiful table or a beautiful lamp, but also to create beautiful women. And um it's always left to the viewer to decide what he is creating. I didn't want to you know give it away. I wanted to people have their own interpretation and um it it was like if if you look at it it it, it casts like different women from different ethnicities they're they're all beautiful, but i I wanted all, the women also to represent um like different shades of of wood, different materials, different process in the furniture maker. Uh, the first girl that you see is it, it's his vision when he's, like, out there chopping the wood. And the other girls, every shot that he's interacting with one, with one of the girls represent a stage in furniture making. Um, you see the one where he's, like, shaving the wood. You see the one where he's uh, uh, polishing the wood. Um, so you see different uh, stages of furniture maker mirrored and applied to, to the making of this uh, women slash dolls slash mannequins um and, and so that's sort of like like the story and I, I every shot it's open to much more story um but that's like the gist of it
0: tell me about the collaborating cuz you you mentioned how you wanted all these different energies to gel but one of the challenges about being a photographer is that basically you need to be sort of the captain of the ship and and when you're managing you know different creative people it can be a real challenge cuz everyone has a real strong idea of what they want so how do you sort of balance it out with with trying to you know accept whatever feedback or or suggestions they may have but keeping your vision uh, on on the path
1: Um, I well probably the the, the thing that helps the most with it is that I have every um, shot sketched from the beginning everybody knows right away what what right away what we're doing you know it's just like a very set up thing that it's very easy to get a good shot right away because everything's so mapped out and it makes it easier in the collaboration because like everybody knows exactly what to do there's already like a photo or like a sketch of how the hair has to look there's a, a makeup samples there's styling examples there's like lighting samples there's a color pal- uh, palette sample that makes it really easy to collaborate and I think you know like everybody who's involved loves it the style is the hair the makeup you know it just makes their their job easier to know exactly what you want them to do and and, and like everybody knows that works with me knows this about me like if anybody has any idea at any moment I will try it Sometimes it's a little annoying to some people, but I think like everybody appreciates it at the end because like if it's you know my friend or my assistant or or or, or you know even if we're done and the hairstylist says like you know what I have this idea for the hair the hair can I change it can we try this quickly I was like let's do it you know everybody maybe retired and we want to but I cannot leave an idea without being executed it's just like it just like I think like ideas like being creative, it's so important that, that I don't, I can't kill every, anybody's idea. So I always incorporate them. I always like, you know, if, if the idea comes after, we'll still do it. If it comes before, I'll find a way of incorporating it. And I found that it just creates this energy on set and in the photos that a lot of the things, once you see the final product, you go like, wow, you know, I'm so happy I listened to that because it really makes the shot, like nobody knows, like hair as the hairstylist does, or makeup as the makeup artist does. So if if they have something different to what you ask them to do, and and then you you talk about it or you make a a compromise on it, it just creates something. It, they're very happy with it. You are happy with it, and it the the shot ends up looking a little bit different than you planned it. But it, like I have to say, like ninety percent of the time, it's it's better. So, I would say that's that like you know my my favorite thing about collaborating
0: so how did how did you find your first clients because a lot of people, when they think about fashion, they immediately think about new york and 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 Paris. They don't often think about Los Angeles as as a place to try to make uh, you know a fashion career you know because everything is so focused on celebrity, but you know a good amount of your work is focused on that. so tell me about the process of you finding clients um when you first began and how that's changed now
1: um i have to say that the majority of clients you know come out of like word of mouth or the most unexpected places you know generally like sometimes i get a client i get an email or a phone call and it's i i never people ask me all this all the time and i never ask them how they found me Um, I I like to just leave it out there, but a lot of people, they're like, I saw your website, you know, we'd like to see your portfolio, we'd like to meet with you, and I just never go to the extra way of like, how did you find me? Because I find generally like, you know, as photographers, we do, you know, like our mailing campaigns, and we use like all these tools to, you know, try to reach to the clients that we would like to work with, but, so, if if you get a call back from one of those clients, you know exactly how they found you, but generally, I, I get calls from people that I've, Never heard from before, or that I certainly didn't reach for them, and I I really, never really ask them. I'm uh, I like to put my work out there for the world to see. You know whether it's like you know on the internet. I love when you know my my work is featured like on blogs or like kind of stuff like that. And, and just pe- people see it, they they bookmark it, and you know later on they tell me, oh, I've been visiting your website for a while, and you know like I have this project kind of thing and and also other times the, the work has come because like for example when when i did the, the furniture maker for 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 ali um he got he loved the project how it turned out he got familiar with my work so when it was time for him to he needed a photographer to photograph some photos for for some oscars uh, academy awards event that he was doing he needed uh, photos done of, of his dresses for a fashion event and um he he just called me he he was familiar with me he knew how i work so it was also a lot of the people that I have reached for, for a favor or for something that they reach back to me. And it's just like it's, it's always you never know where it's going to come from. And um, it's, I, I like that. I like the not knowing yeah. part of it.
0: One of the things I liked about uh, your images uh, when I first met you, you were showing me some stuff that you did at these great locations. And I think Los Angeles um, has some places that are really classic looking, very, you know, old that have a very interesting you know vibe to them and it's and it's fascinating to see how you made some of those places and incorporated them into your into your photographs how big of a because i know you know there's, there's a good amount of stuff that happens in studio but i was really fascinated by some of the locations that you end up finding um how important are such locations in los angeles to you to you and your work
1: they are totally important it's probably the first thing that uh that that dictates how the rest of the project's going to go um it's just like i think la has such a variety of places to 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 shoot at and everybody here is, is so accommodating to projects to photography to film and I, I just like whatever i think i'm going to need for the project i just never hesitate on, on going and asking you know the museum the hotel the restaurant the house the park the city wherever it is that i'm going to need i just like you know, I I found that that you know like at least eighty percent of the time people will be like totally no problem how can I help you, you know like they 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 just they it's part of the city that you know they they love being part of being creative they understand it you know that like you know if if it's in the middle of the street and people are walking around it's just this like they feel bad about crossing in front of you they wait. You know, like everybody has such respect for for like the movie and the photo industry here in LA that uh, it just it just it's very easy. I always find that you know shooting on location. I love shooting on location. First of all, um, adding different aspects of the city, different unexpected things that you didn't know were gonna be there, or just cover little places. So it just it's super important to me. It's it's easy, I think, to do it. some photographers really don't like it, but I think it's all about once you get going with the mentality that, you know, that people don't mind being asked, that people don't mind you photographing or, or helping you or showing their houses, showing their gardens, showing their stores, whatever it is that you're going to be shooting at, um, it just like, it just starts rolling and more of these place, great places keep coming to you that, you know, some the great thing about LA is with so many different cultures you can photograph a place that looks like you're in in Asia you can photograph a place that looks like you're in the mountains like you're at the beach you're like you know wherever you wanted to make it look you'll find a place that looks like that and yeah. um, that's one of the great great things about shooting uh, on location um, in LA What
0: what's a week what is a week like for you and you're not constantly shooting so how how does your how does the you know the life of a of a fashion and, and and you know portrait photographer really sort of spread out over the over the course of the week because I think people think that you that's all that you're doing is
1: making making pictures. Um. Well, definitely not. Um. I would say that I generally photograph like twice a month, probably three times, maybe, and the rest of the time is creating these photo shoots. I you know I go shopping for props all the time. I like to really find things that will make the shot. So, you know, it involves, you know, going shopping, going to rental houses, going to fashion stores, meeting with designers, and, you know, for, you know, it's just work, you know. It might not sound as work, but, you know, doing these things is work. So, you know, preparing for shoots, you know, generally will take, you know, three days, four days, depending on what we're doing, you know, from, like, checking out the location, seeing how the light's going to be at that particular time, doing the necessary things, you know, to like if you're shooting on the city area to make a permit, to get a permit. Um, so just the the whole like the, the whole production part of it so so far I'm the one doing that for my shoot, so it's it's really involved. I don't have like a producer or anything like that at this moment. So the, the, the creating aspect of it takes me like three to four days and okay. then the the, the the shoot happens it takes generally a whole day and then after that you know the next day you know you, you do your edit you send it to your client you go over the rest of the images and then you know you get like a two or, or three days of like you know relaxing planting other stuff and then you get your um print order from from your client and then I, I like retouching all my images I'm like you know a control freak in that aspect like <laughs> I have to be myself and um, so then I get like you know depending on what it was sometimes you know it's like two three images but sometimes you know the order is like for 20-25 images and so that that means that I'm gonna be in front of the computer retouching for like three, three days you know like mm. like a big order kinda of thing and that's what makes, like, a, a photo project and a, a job going, you know, anywhere from five days to ten days. So I, I would definitely not be able to do a photo shoot every single day unless I had, you know, producers, retouchers. Like, I would just click, click, click. But part of what I love about photography is the process from the beginning to the very end, or like seeing the whole thing and creating it myself. So um, I I have to keep doing it that way where like you know it just takes a while but it's about the whole journey of it.
0: Tell me about when you get when you get a call and someone is asking you to to do a uh, a job where you're shooting you know a celebrity uh, a writer a photographer or, you know whoever it is you're photographing. what's how does that work in terms of the concept for it? Do they kind of leave it to you to sort of decide and then you give them a couple of ideas and they okay, say they would go with that one or is it that they, they tell you what they kinda of want? How how does that work and before you actually get down to the point where you're actually making the images?
1: I have to say that that probably, you know, there's like two types of clients, the ones that, you know, have seen your work and and they trust your eye already And maybe with something conceptual, it's not as important because they know it's going to have some concept anyways, most likely like an editorial kind of thing. So they they tell you, you know, we want you to photograph this person. Think about it. Let us know what ideas you have and give us a call tomorrow. And, you know, it's all entirely up to me. Um, I haven't had yet the the instance where they say, like, oh, we hate that. You know, think of something else, you know. uh, so generally, you know, like I always try to incorporate a little detail of who this person is, or like a little hint of his of of his or her past, the present, the future, something like a little hint for the for the for the viewer who knows who these people are, incorporated into the portrait. And on other instances, like you know, like also not only like the fashion magazines, but but you know the the the, the other magazines or um, will have a set idea, um, really like. Or like a, a jump start. Like I, I remember uh, the shoot with Christopher Rice, the 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 writer, and the 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 magazine from the beginning told me, you know, we want you to do a, a noir style uh, shoot with this. And sometimes I at the beginning I like getting some direction. Sometimes I, at that moment I went like I think like noir has been done like so many times. So if I'm going to do it, I have to put my own spin of it. I have to. Hint of it, but I did. I didn't want to make it the super classic, black and white, super contrasty. I wanted to, you know, do it in color. I wanted to hint at that, but but you know, incorporate so many other things. So definitely with with like people like Christopher Rice that you know like I I read his the book he was promoting and I wanted to he always write write about like you know murders and, and like you know police investigations so. Definitely in, in, in that editorial, I totally incorporated his novels, not necessarily himself, but his, his the parts of his novels into into the different shots. Like he ends up being an a, a, like a reporter on the on the spread, and he, he's like investigating. There's the police tape. He has the camera. He's like, you know, so for for and for people who don't know who he is, it just looks like a cool photo. Mm-hmm. But for his they, they they totally get it and I, that's what i like i like when people know the person to go like oh i get it you know like I got you. so I, I do like incorporating the 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 who who the person is in some way or another and sometimes you know you totally don't it's just like you know a pretty you know beauty shot in front of a white seamless but it's still awesome so
0: and working with people is really important i think that to some extent people are often preoccupied with working with models But I think one of the more challenging aspects is photographing someone who isn't used to being in front of the camera, you know, and they can be very stiff or very uncomfortable, and that really shows in the images. When you're working with someone like that, how do you get them sort of to loosen up and and relax so you can actually make a a strong image?
1: Definitely, I would have to say... um it's the whole energy that I bring to it uh, along with my crew. Like I'm very lucky that every member of my crew is also my friend. Like If we are not working, we hang out together anyway. So when we are on a photo shoot, the energy that we have right away it's just totally relaxed, that people don't feel like intimidated. They don't feel that we're there like to work or get a job done, even though that's exactly what we're there to do and we're going to do it. But... The energy that we bring—it's just like you know—they see us, you know, joking and chilling and talking about you know what we did the day before, and right away this put uh, puts people at ease. And uh, I always like people to have seen my work before, and you know, like 99% of in the cases they have, but they already know that I might put them in a situation that might seem silly for you know I'm going to have you hold this while you move like this or something like that, but they know that that will translate. To, to the final image and look very cool. So they always have, like, you know, this might feel silly doing this, but I trust you. And and, and sometimes, you know, like, if, if I see they're really nervous, I tell them. I ha- literally have to say, like, trust me. Trust me. And I feel like one of the things that I have going for me is that, you know, like I'm, you know, small, I'm, like, you know, brown, I'm just, like, totally chill, I'm, like, not intimidating at all. So people right away feel very comfortable with me in that, like, you know, I'm not like, you know, German, six feet tall, you know, with an accent and, you know, you know it's just people right away feel comfortable with me. And, and that's, I think that's one of the things that, you know, made me a portrait photographer, that uh, people would feel comfortable with me right away. I, I haven't had the instance yet where, you know, a shot doesn't happen because of it. I've had it that it takes us a little while to warm up to it and um, and I always have that in mind if it's a subject that I know it's not usually photograph and for example if I know we're shooting a cover I wouldn't put the cover set up as the first one I would put it at the second one once they've warmed up and they like it but I would not put it at the at the at, I wouldn't make it the last one so that they're not really tired because as you say like people that are not used to it they probably think that you're going to be there an hour so and it's going to be done they don't know that it's going to take like six hours to do a whole like cover and feature and table of contents uh amount of shots so um i i always like put it at the second spot because being the most important shot and so that they are warmed up and they it's that moment that i've never done this before but i kind of like it so i want to keep doing it and i feel like almost everybody experiences that like oh I like this I can keep doing it so
0: that's awesome well the last question I ask of each guest is I ask them to recommend another photographer just one who they suggest that uh, our listeners go out and explore and and discover for themselves so who would that be for you and why
1: hmm oh I love this kind of question where you put people on the spot (laughs) (laughs) I love it Um, let me think, let me think. Um, you know what, like, like I, I'm obsessed with a lot of current photographers. I'm never, you know, like I, this is, I shouldn't be saying this, but I'm never one of those people that I see photographers, you know, from the past, you know, like everybody that I look at, it's, it's really a a current photographer Mm -hmm. and, um, I have to say, you know who I would totally say it's an awesome photographer. Her name is Amber Gress, and um, she is a student at Art Center, and she is actually my friend. But it's through her that I'm discovering all these photographers that are still in school, and they are I'm blown away by, by the work that these students are created. And um, one of them is uh, Amber told me about her, and his name is uh, Elias um, Tahan. And um, he is just amazing. He's 21 years old. I wish I was doing this when I was do- 21 years old, I, I, like he is. Um, Gabriel Goldberg is also another student from Art Center. He's currently stood, a stud, still at school. And Amber Grez, those are three um, photographers that you know they're in their 20s. They are still in school, but their work—it's also like they've been doing it for their entire lifetimes. And I'm really not very surprised when I see amazing work you know out of like Annie Leibovitz or like these people because that's what you expect they've been doing it forever and it can't be any less than amazing if they've been doing it for for a long time but when somebody has been doing this for two or three years and they have this amazing photograph that you was like man I wish I had taken this I wish I had thought of this and they've been you are blown away by how creative these young talented photographers are and um So I would definitely say um, Elias, Gabriel, and Amber are three of the upcoming photographers that um, I check their new work often, and um, I I met with, uh, Amber is my friend, I I know Gabriel, I I don't know Elias, but but I think new photographers are like the ones that always have the, the, the idea that you go like, man, like, I think in a way we all have that, you know, we need to like prove ourselves, we need to, we still have that hunger for it of like trying new things we don't have that much to risk anyways so um, that reflects in the work so I would say that the the up and come the photographers of tomorrow I would call them um it's the people I would like people to to be familiar with to go out there and you know check out the work from from current students but they generally post their images on like Flickr and this kind of stuff you can discover such amazing things there that you go like wow you know you are really talented and you're 21 years old how can you how can you be doing this so um those will be my picks for uh, photographers i would recommend to to go out and check
0: well thank you toki and thank you for joining me on the show
1: oh thank you for having me this was a lot of fun and um thank you for having me thank you very much
0: Thanks again for joining me for another episode. If you have any comments or suggestions, please email me at thecandidframe at gmail.com or leave a message on the blog at thecandidframe.com. Till next time, this is Avarion X Pirello, and this is The Candid Frame.
1: Check out this show and more great photography podcasts at photocastnetwork.com photocastnetwork.com